I'm Kyle Widrick. This is the Creator Series. Today we have Chris Birch, co-founder Tory Birch, co-founder Eagle's Eye, sold successfully, uh, owner of the number one rated hotel in the world, Niwatu. Thank you, Chris, for being here. Um, just a few questions. We got in touch with a lot of people, had a lot of excitement around learning more about your life. Um, just getting right into it, for you, what do you believe is the most important trait that has allowed you to succeed? Loneliness. Loneliness. Fear, desperation, my leg shake, loneliness. It's the, it's the need for me to actually to prove to whoever, like people that have been around me as a kid, whether it's Mrs. Bodfish, my fifth grade teacher, who never thought I would go anywhere, Mr. Murgatroyd, my, my second grade teacher, those moments, or whether I sat in my closet every night and, and called talk radio with Barry, listen to the voice, those loneliness, those moments of desperation, those were the things I, those are the things that drive me and actually excite me and have given me a lot of empathy. Was it all from childhood? Everything's from childhood. What drives you in life? Is it money? Is it success? Is it it's curiosity. So to me, people that are really successful have deep, deep level curiosity. So I, I rarely... When did you know that you had it? Um, it was a very interesting, you know, I was so screwed up when I was like 16 or 17. I walked into a hospital where a young girl was dying of a disease and was a friend of ours. And I realized then that by making fun of myself, self-deprecating and making the nurses laugh and all this stuff due to like charisma and kind of accepting this dysfunctionality, you know, um, that's when people started to laugh. And I said, if people can laugh, then they actually like me. And so that was one of the first things that happened in my life. Did your parents have a significant impact? My dad and mom didn't know what the fuck hit them when I came out. It was like a hurricane. I was the first child. I redefined colic. I redefined being out insane. There was nothing they could do. It was like it was like finding a wild gorilla and releasing it in in a stage where everything was formulaic. So there wasn't a day in which my parents, until I was like nineteen, weren't pulling their hair out. Okay? Because they didn't know what hit them. So within your siblings, you were also abnormal. No, yeah, my, my brother was considered a smart one. You know, one time he, they said, hey, the, the principal came over and he goes, we got some good news and some bad news. We are gonna move Chris, keep him back in the second grade, and your brother Bob, your other son Bob, who's in first, we're gonna leapfrog him into third grade. So my parents like, I wouldn't call that the greatest self-esteem in the world. So, that, that led me to say, I will prove to you, I will show all of you that there's a way I can succeed. And having you know, accomplished so much across these different brands, for you, what's left? What are you looking but, for? You know, I think you, we sit here and you say, oh, Tory Burch, or you say Sea Wonder, or you say uh, uh, Boss Water, or Jawbone and Jambox, Faena Hotel. Uh, right now we have a great group in Blink, and my most exciting thing now is, is Ellen DeGeneres, that we're building a global brand with Ed. She's an amazing partner, and that's just happening. But the thing that makes me really the happiest is, is actually other people's success. So I just invested in a thing called The Void, and we're about to sign a very large deal, 
and it's an amazing, very small investment, amazing, but I love the CEO, so that gives me the joy. So for the rest of my life, other people's success, other people's happiness, exploring adventure, doing stuff that is very off the charts and people consider dangerous. And danger, I mean like investing in an island off the coast of Bali, 600,000 people and building a luxury hotel. It sounds like still the curiosity is what drives you. So you were listed on the Forbes billionaires list. Um, is that something that you ever thought personally that you would achieve? Yeah, when I was a kid, I, I, uh, I used to see that list and I would be, I'd be like, wow, wouldn't it be great someday I'll do it. And I remember that I took a loan out of college from my Eagle's Eye business and it was a banker and they gave me a $2,500 loan. And I wrote him a personal letter that said, thank you so much for this loan, but someday I hopefully will be on the Forbes list. Wow. Now, do you think that you're different than most people? Look, I'm one of the weirdest people you ever meet. I am layered by thousands of different layers. So if a human is a ball, I am a quadruple octagon. I have a few skills that allow me to succeed, and those skills were born in me and through my childhood. One is a deep sense of curiosity, which is transferred to even walking around town. I'm curious about everything. Uh, the ability to take risk. And then I think finally, the ability to see in others star quality. Like I met you, Kyle. Kyle actually was a young associate of mine and was one of the best I've ever had. He worked seven years, and to have him now interviewing me is quite some honor, young man. Quite some honor. So you have a lot to be proud of with your business. Um, you also have you know, six kids. At this point in your life, what are you most proud of? For yourself, for them, for the companies? If you were to look at one thing. So obviously, there's nothing I care about more or more proud of than my children. Um, I, I, I am by far the most proud that I haven't died and that I'm alive because I was devastatingly sick uh, through a neck operation which almost killed me, morphine withdrawal when they put me in the hospital to do it. And so I've had so many things that have just hit me all at the same time. My mom's death, my dad's death, this deep illness, all of this hit me at the same time. And I would lay in bed and crawl to work with pain from here to here, thinking I, I may not live, and, and people around me didn't think I'd live. So um, to me, it's the survival of the darkness, of like, I couldn't, I, I didn't know if I'd be able to physically, emotionally, or mentally come back. And that's given me even more a level of octagonal empathy. You mentioned the uh, issues with Sea Wonder, making mistakes. Is there anything in your personal life that if you could go back, that you would change? Every moment, every interaction. Um, I would I would change that because of my straightforwardness and my honesty. Sometimes I hurt people's feelings, not intentionally. I would change that. Do you feel like you're misunderstood? Do you think people have the wrong? No. By the way. I don't think that's a fair word. I think it's it's beyond misunderstood. On the good side, I'm misunderstood. On the bad side, I'm misunderstood. On every side, I'm misunderstood. 
How do you relax? Where do you go? What do you, what do, you do? Uh, I take massages. I'm now doing a little bit of spinning. I go to my favorite place in the world, Neowatu, and I hang out with local people. They're 500 years back in time. Talk to us about Neowatu. Why did you pick a place so well, remote? So I was in Bali, and I love that Asian culture, and a friend of mine said, you got to go here, you got to go here. So because my kids are surfers, I went, and it was a little surf village. It was like four houses, very back in time, not very impressive. And I was able to hire my partner, James McBride, and we just made the decision that could we bring luxury to this great island and give it all back. And that's what we do. Um, it's one of my prouder things. One, I go there and I see how our guests just go crazy. And more importantly, what we do for the people is hard to even believe emotionally. So, um, Nia Watu's surprise. I mean, my partner just got Hotelier of the Year Award and we just won the best hotel in the country. But that's, that place is really special. Congratulations. Thanks. It means a lot to me. Uh, a lot of young entrepreneurs try to balance work and personal life. Do you have a balance? How, how do you deal with that? So first of all, to young entrepreneurs, I really think you've got a big problem in your age group, Kyle. I think that there is so much commissioning, talking, yakking. I'm going to be the next Facebook. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Let me give you some advice. Entrepreneurs of today need to focus on one and only one thing. What does the customer need and how to work 24 hours a day? There is no balance in life be successful. There is no balance. If you're a young entrepreneur and you want to succeed, the only balance you have is to actually eat your salad on the road. So it sounds like you really have to like what you do and spend a lot of time in it. You know, there's another mistake people make. You should like what you do, but I have people pitch me every day. Thousands of people pitch me. You know, it goes through a thing and everyone pitches something that they like for themselves. Yet we have a seniors market that's wide open. Nobody your age group has come to me and says extended living, this kind of thing. So one thing I think is important, look at the marketplace, look where it's dysfunctional, figure out how to win. Don't always look for what you want, but look for what the world needs. If you were a normal human in a normal job, nine to five, what would that look like? Have you ever thought about that? You really haven't had a job since. Well, when was your first job? Did you work a? No, well, I worked construction. Yeah. I was terrible. What age? Started twelve. My dad put me working construction at Philadelphia International Airport. He said I was a big kid. I was like five two, weighed one hundred and five pounds, soaking wet. Um, I was terrible at it. All I wanted to do was tell everyone how we could do it faster. And of course, you just don't like that. I, I worked at a deli. Almost cut my fingers off. Um, and I also sold, I also delivered wine when I was over 21. Um, it told me what I don't want to do. Physical labor in me, we just don't get along. Lots of people don't know you as well as, you know, I do, having worked with you. Um, you consume an insane amount of data. You're always reading newspapers, magazines, articles. Probably that's driven by your curiosity. Um, are there any other traits that you've taken on and habits that have helped you get to the next level? So you, you asked me a good question before you go, when did you, you realize, and I, and I think that's when I got this theory that there's a little person on my shoulder. And I believe that for everybody, there's a little person on my shoulder. And many times, 
when I'm speaking to someone, asking questions, trying to be intuitive, I'm actually speaking to a little person on the shoulder. So I have this little voice. It takes all the information I read, I see, I, whatever. It's always there. And it's working all day long to put them in little, in little things. So I think the, the beauty of the way I think is I'm now 63. I've got millions of pieces of information which are now filed away in my brain. And that file comes up when I meet someone. It may remind me of something. It may, it may be a file of beautiful things. And I saw a, a beautiful house in, in Turkey, and that house would be that the interior house I loved, and I thought, why don't I do that on a sweater? So for creatively, that filing system is critical to move from one idea to the next. What do you think should be taught in school? Like People you know, go the traditional route. Of, you know, everything, everything to me is about EQ. And I think the world's gonna be very simple. It's gonna be the engineers. Do you teach EQ, or is it boring? I think so. I think it's gotta be like a course, like you gotta bring people outside and try to say, what are people thinking? Obviously, someone like you, you have very high EQ skills. I think I have some good EQ skills, but it's really, really important that everyone learns what other people are about and how to communicate. And that's what's going to drive education. And there's almost none of it. I mean, we've always talked about that being in venture capital, if you're meeting people all day, understanding that person and their ambitions and what they're about is, I guess, equally as important as the idea. Well, we've talked about this. The, the key thing for everybody is to literally meet them and literally talk about their childhood. What were they like? How did they grow up? What kind of parents did they have? Where's their pain? How do they use that pain? Who are you? What are you? When are you? So it sounds almost similar to a machine learning where you create layers yeah. of identity for that person. Right, and by the way, what I do in a very teeny way, not that well, Machines in two years will do it all. So there'll there'll be so much data on what is Kyle doing? Why is he so charismatic? And it'll teach people to be like, I'll be just like Kyle, you know? Right? So I think it's all going to go to machine learning, even personality. Are there any downsides to being a billionaire? Do you feel you've lost your privacy? Do you feel like people look at you differently? Are there negatives that people don't realize? No. Actually. I, it's, it's, I don't really think about it. You enjoy it. I, don't, I just that's just one title of people. But I look. I think of myself like a, a storm. And there's moments when I come back here, wherever I am, and I just want to relax and be quiet and read. And that's why I spend so much time in the air. The rest of the time, I like to think of myself as a freaking tornado. I want to sop up as much. I want as much energy as possible. Last question. Now, very serious. Can I have some money? Money? Yeah. Could you give me some money? Do you want me to tell the story? About <laughs> I was out to lunch. I said, Kyle, can I borrow five bucks? But Kyle stops for a second, listens, and he hands me a $100 bill. Kyle thought he could lose the five bucks because I would never pay him back. But a hundred, he could ask for it back. And as I said to Kyle, don't play a game like that if you know that your opponent already knows. So, Kyle, I hope you've gone on to see that in other people, and I miss working with you, too. Thank you so much, Chris. You're welcome.